if you've been in a situation where things haven't gone well around finances in a, in a former relationship, it's really important to talk through that. In the Blend is a podcast series that helps parents navigate life within a blended family. Join me as I speak with experts and guests to get practical advice on how to have a harmonious blended family life. This series dives deep into the unique dynamics, logistics and challenges of raising a blended family. From new partners to juggling mixed finances, we will help guide you through it. Hello and welcome to In The Blend. It's no secret that blended families often face a unique set of challenges when it comes to managing your money. While most of us have likely visited a financial planner at some point, I know that I have, have you ever considered turning to a money coach to help navigate some of these complexities? Our guest today is Melissa Ma, who has over 20 years experience in the financial services industry and now has her own money coaching business, as well as personal experience in a blended family. She will share her valuable insights on what you need to know about managing money in blended families and how working with a money coach can be a useful way to help you achieve financial stability and success. I'm looking forward to this one. Stay tuned to learn more. Well, welcome, Melissa. And thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I was just saying I was fortunate enough to have financial planner Helen Baker on the show a little while back, and we touched on the subject of money coaching j- during our chat, and it's something I hadn't heard about before, and I was very keen to explore it further and realized we probably need a whole separate episode altogether <laughs> on this one, so here we are. <laughs> nice. Good for me. Uh, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. So, Melissa, I have got a ton of questions for you, right. but to start us off, can you tell me a little bit about your background and what mm-hmm. inspired you to become a money coach? Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Laura. Thanks so much for having to me, having me today, and hi, everyone that's, that's listening. Um, it's it, Money coaching is a really interesting thing. I got into this ooh, eight or nine years ago now when it was like a, I was a, <laughs> I like to call myself a bit of a trail play, trailblazer and ahead of my time because it's becoming a lot more um, relevant, um, I guess, profession these days. Um, there's, you know, there's people in this, it's probably more, more you know, more popular overseas still, but there's, you know, it, it's becoming, there's quite a lot, a lot of, more people becoming money coaches in Australia. So my background was I'd been in finance for 20-something years. I stopped counting after about 20 years. Um, Predominantly as a financial planner, um, I'd been a stockbroker for four years. I'd worked for a superannuation fund for seven years um, and, you know, worked with the banks. So, big, you know, worked with the big corporations and also worked with the boutique, you know, small boutique financial planning firms. It's funny, I started with one and then I actually finished my my paid, you know, in career with one. So I guess what what led me to, I guess it was a combination of personal and professional um, reasons. I, funnily enough, being on this blended, I actually had um, my marriage had ended. So I had two very, very small children. So I really wanted that um, flexibility around um, being available for my kids and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, a fairly strong realisation that I've probably been unemployable most of my life. Um, <laughs> I always say, like, think, you know, staff trying to be shoved in a box and, and my, on me being a starfish formation. So that didn't do, didn't go so well sometimes. <laughs> um, and, you know, on a, a professional note, I'd always, um, 
I'd always had these conversations with, you know, amazing people, whether they were employed or self-employed or whatever, like there was, you know, in wherever I was working and whatever I was doing and, and that sort of thing. But there was always this expectation that because you were good at what you did, you were automatically good with your money and your finances. And there is absolutely no correlation whatsoever. But because there was this expectation, and this included a lot of people in, in finance as well, um, I'll have to add, but um, that including myself, funnily enough, but it was, um, it was, I just kept having these conversations and there was a lot of embarrassment and shame around people, you know, thinking or, you know, feeling they should be all over it. And they weren't um, because they actually, actually have not, we have not been taught this stuff. We have not learnt this stuff. But there's, you know, there's this, there's a lot of um, societal expectations and, and all that sort of stuff. And so because they didn't have this information and they wanted to make it all keep, you know, looking shiny and bright and lovely on the outside and all they're all together and it's, you know, it's all humming along beautifully, they were making decisions that really were not serving them and probably putting them under more pro- financial pressure. Um, and because they just didn't have the knowledge and the education and the understanding of what to do. So I kept seeing this, like, you know, I kept having these conversations with people. And, um, and so when I decided to leave my career, I had a, I was very fortunate to have a sort of bit of a, I benched myself for a, for a little while and, and focused on my kids and had a look at what I really thought about what I wanted to do. And, you know, I mean, when you, I don't know about you, Laura, but when you step back and create that space to, really think about what, you know, what you're wanting to do and what whatever that is. Um, <laughs> it was a whole big line of breadcrumbs leading me to that point. And, I mean, and then I basically decided to start my own business, my own money coaching business. And the whole ethos of my business, you know, when I started it and still is today is to create a safe space to have a real conversation around money. So not making it right or wrong or good or bad. There's no judgment. Um, you know, it's coming and having that conversation of what is going on for you right now doesn't matter about the past, doesn't matter about the future, the future. Um, what's going on for you right now and where do we need to have a look at areas that, you know, you might have, you might not have the knowledge or the information about um, and then, and then, and go from there. So that was sort of the ethos of um, starting my business because I had a financial planning background. It was very tangible, cash flow, you know, working out, knowing your numbers and understanding your money pot and all that sort of thing, which is, you know, still a very big part of my business. But what my personal journey started as well as understanding my all about money mindset and my money stories, um, beliefs and conditioning and programming, which I think is very, very relevant. Why I bring it up, bringing that aspect up is very, very relevant to what we're going to be talking about today, because a lot of that will be happening when, you know, people come together. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on um, around because of past experiences, um, you know, that it's yeah there's a lot of stuff to unpack sometimes absolutely and i'm i'm curious to to dig into this further i know <laughs> and i love the idea of thinking about money stories and and mindset and getting to those uh sort of deep seated behaviors around yeah. money as well yeah um what are some of the common challenges that blended families face in particular when it comes to managing their finances together, especially if they're coming from previous backgrounds or relationships and how can a money coach help in that situation where they've, they've coming from two completely different financial backgrounds? I think it's like, I mean, like 
well, what we were just talking about before briefly, like when any couple comes together into a into a relationship, you are bringing in, effectively you're bringing in, you know, two um, lived lives, experienced lives, you're bringing in your own money stories and your relationship with money. And you know, I can tell you there is never, they'll never be the same because no, pe- no two people are the same. Like even people that are raised in the same household and told the same stuff and when they're growing up and stuff like that could have, to- well, do have totally different, money stories and you know relationships with money so you know that's even just you know a couple coming together but obviously when you know blended families are coming together it's a lot more um, tricky and complicated Um, there's a lot more things to to consider Um, you know and obviously there's as I said there's those past experiences (laughs) and which some might not be not be not might not be fantastic Um, a lot of them might be still going on with you know settlements and property settlements and you know so you're bringing and and effectively um, it could be still a lot of trauma going on for one or both couples and there's just a lot more people you know it's not just two people coming together and thinking about each other there's two people coming together there is potentially you know children from both relationships coming together and then obviously they might you know sometimes they will have um you know children together so there's blended there's stepchildren um half and then there could be half you know they could have their children together so it can become a it can be very complicated i don't think it has to be complicated but it can be there's a lot of i guess there's a lot of things to consider when you're bringing two, effectively bringing two households together and, you know, and what on a, on a, on a tangible um, day-to-day running of all those things when you bring that together, but also um, what you're bringing with, you know, exactly with your, your mindset and your stories and your conditioning and your programming and your, your past experiences and, you know, all that sort of stuff of what you're bringing in together there. And I guess what, you know, how, a money coach can support couples of that is having an external person that's not involved, not emotionally involved, not in there. Um, you know, and as, as we we're talking about before, I've you know I've actually, you know, from a professional perspective, I've had a lot of experience and supported um, families in that situation. But I've also had two experiences personally of myself. Um, when I originally got married, um, my ex-husband now had been married before so he had a child so that was navigating those things and then I had another relationship (laughs) with another person so I had my two children and he had six children so we actually had eight children between us so that was an interesting uh, (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) and interesting so yeah so there's there's there is there's just so many more dynamics and um things to consider things to talk about um you know sometimes some some difficult conversations to have um, when we our emotions might already be heightened around money and what's happened and if the, the things haven't gone so well in the other relationship and as I said you know there might be still financial settlements going on you know all those sorts of things that you need to bring that into the mix as well um, so I guess as a money coach I can come in as a third party um, external person that's not emotionally care I care but not emotionally in the thick of it um, and just help them navigate those things that need to be considered um, you know, first of all, have you talked about this? Have you talked about that? Just bring it all into the into the mix of what needs to be discussed, what needs to be looked at and considered to make sure you know those you know those finan- those foundations are you know built with regards to you know building a, building a new life together and not and you know dare I say not falling into the old um, 
habits or things that happened or didn't, you know, things that didn't go well from past relationships because a lot of times we need to really sort of clear those and not bring them into a new relationship. So I think that's a really important aspect as well. So it would be a combination of the, the tangible, okay, well, how do we, how does this, what does this look like? What are we, how is this going to, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? to actually like, all right, and what are we bringing into this with regards to our past past experiences? Mm. I think there's an element there of, of trust as well oh, when, 100%. especially if it's a new relationship yeah. and making sure that people are being completely transparent about commitments yep. that they've got, whether it's school fees or yeah. it's payments that are going to an ex-partner yes. or it might be debt that they've, they've got themselves into and laying that all on the table, as you say, so that there's first of all, no secrets yeah. and then and then really helping them navigate through a lot of those emotional complexities that come with blending finances. How do you go about managing any differences in financial values mm. or uh, priorities and helping couples to overcome those yeah. differences as well? Yeah. I think, it, and look, you know, when I was thinking about this of, of, you know, of us having our conversation together, you know, what just kept coming to me is that just having those, you know, really open and honest and transparent conversations and having to be very vulnerable about your financial situation, what's going on, because, you know, <laughs> with with money and finances, you know, knowledge is is power, and I guess that's you know when you 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 need just need to bring that really, um, really being open and honest and raw at a time that you might not be really feeling like being an open and honest and raw um, of really of uh, um, you know what what who's who in the zoo really like you know what is the situation um you know sharing what your debts and financial obligations are what child support what are the you know financial agreements what child support do you need to um you know there's been agreed on what does the financial settlements look like from both perspectives from both partners even if you know even if it's just one person it's like which should be happening in when anyone starts relationships, but obviously it's, you know, as I said, there's a lot more to bring into the into the mix when you're when all this is stuff is going on. But I think it's really important to be open and honest and share that information. Um, and really I think have a conversation too about, you know, what worked in the past, what didn't work in the past. Um, how, how was my money managed in a, in a past relationship and stuff like that? Because as you said, that could be, you know, you'll bring, be bringing those um, and I'll, I'll keep calling it trauma because sometimes it can be trauma because I, I also work with a lot of women um, and support them through separations and that sort of thing. So, you know, money can be used sometimes as um, as a controlling aspect or it, it could be, you know, it could have been a big aspect of a breakdown of a relationship. So, as I said before, the emotions around that, around our money and our finances and everything can be quite heightened, um, which is, you know, I think it's really important to try and have those conversations and <laughs> it's easy to say in theory, but like to actually leave the emotion out of it. Um, it's not about being right or wrong or blame or what worked or what, you know, what, you know, was good and what right or wrong or good or bad and that sort of thing. It's just actually really laying it all on the table to actually be able to do that. And I guess that's, you know, as I said before, for me, that's, I love being able to facilitate people to be able to, to build that and, you know, boot, put that basis and those foundations in to grow it. Um, in answer to your question with couples coming together, I always, I love this, um, I, I, I'll share a funny story with you. I used to say, look, you know, because everyone's different, 
Um, and I always sort of say jokingly to couples, like, I want you to use your differences for good instead of evil, <laughs> like instead of, you know, because it can, we can complement each other for by being different um, and not blaming each other for being different and then that sort of thing. And so I often use the analogy sometimes when I see couples, um, they might be in different trains on different train tracks heading in different directions and I want them to be in the, at least in the same train on the same train track heading the right direction. And I was talking to a couple once about this and they said, yeah, that's okay. Is it okay if we're in separate carriages? <laughs> and I went, yeah, I guess so, but not quite of what I'm trying to get to here. So I think it's, you know, it, it's really important to, um, to really understand your differences. And the way that I do that with couples is I get them to do um, uh, work through their money story um, which is there is really about um, they're you know very much talking about their relationship with money, um, how they feel about money, um, their relationship with money, how money was spoken about when they were growing up, um, what were their parents' relationship with money, uh, you know all those sorts of things because we're you know our, our beliefs are, are formed when we are children and then obviously our experiences and our, our lives reinforce and further ingrain those beliefs and stuff like that. So and if particularly if you've been in a situation where things haven't gone well around finances in a, in a former relationship, it's really important to, um, is to talk through that. And so usually with couples, I'll do, I'll get them both to complete their individual money stories. Um, and then we'll come together and discuss it. I might have a session with each partner about what's going on for them. So they, they've got a chance to talk to me about that and we can come together and, and share their money stories. Um, and it's kind of, it's, I, I find it's a really beautiful thing to do because it does take the emotion out of it. It's just, it, cause they're just stories. A lot of times they're not even true. Um, and they are just stories, but they're what's, a lot of times they're what's actually driving the show as well. So I think it's really important to unpack that, particularly if you are in that situation. And as I said before, is to, is to really look at that and navigate that and unpack that before you actually come together and form a new relationship. So you're not bringing that you know, the baggage or the past or the, the trauma into a new relationship. I think that's really important. Mm. And if you've got one partner who loves to spend, for example, <laughs> and that's coming through strongly in their money story, um, and then you've got another one who might be quite the opposite, yep. uh, is your role to try and help them find a happy ground where yeah. they're both able to express Absol themselves absolutely because there's no it's not right or wrong or good or bad there's both there's benefits mm. like I, I i was talking to a couple the other day and like there's a saying that one was very you know very careful and very conservative and you know she was you know and kept the kept the ship afloat basically and then the other partner was like the sort of the fun the funster and you know wanted like doing adventures and stuff like that and they and they really complemented each other because they they respected their differences and also what they brought into it. So she, you know, he, he, um, the fellow, the, the partner, you know, put her out, bought her out of a comfort zone and, and did stuff. And, you know, and he also respected her, the fact that she, she did keep the ship going and allowed them to be, to have the fun because the, you know, everything else, you know, with the bills and everything were paid. And there was, you know, there was money available to, to have fun and to do those sort and to do those big sort of, you know, big picture things and that sort of thing. So I think it's, it's once again, it's just really having that conversation and not taking the emotion out of it and not being, if there are differences because, and there always will be, there hundred percent will be, um, that it's not around blame and what you did right and what you did wrong or what you do right, what you do wrong. It's actually all right. So what your, these are your strengths. These are your strengths. 
these are your perhaps not you know not 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 as great in this area I'm better in this area so it's just it's bringing it together and actually going right well this is amazing but you've got these you know you've got these these different skills because if we're if we're all the same apart from being super boring um it just you wouldn't have you know you wouldn't be able to bring those different skills and um and things into it so often that in the conversations that I have with people and obviously with blended families there's the whole thing of of okay well parenting children um how do you talk to you I mean I I talk to I've talk quite a lot I've presented on you know talking to your children about money and stuff like that so how are your what are your parenting styles for a start how do you engage with your children about money how do you you know what's how do you give money to your children what's the situation so I guess they're more conversations so the conversations with the couples together about their you know what their spending habits and you know how whether they're going to have joint accounts or the debts and the assets and all that sort of stuff but then it's actually having those conversations about well, what goes on for you with your kids, and what goes on with what with my kids because a lot of times they could be very very different as well. Um, so that's I guess that's an, that's another area to, and how are you going to, coming together? How are you going to make mm-hmm. that work, or how are you going to navigate that? Yeah, that's interesting. I think the the stepchildren piece is a big one. Yeah, especially if parents do have a different style, and then those children are coming together, and there needs to be a, a some sort of feeling of of that equitable treatment across the the you know, number of children that exist. Yeah, in that family unit. So, yes. I imagine. Uh, something that comes up a lot in your work is parents trying to ensure that all of the children are supported and treated yeah. equitably. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's you know as a couple, but then also with you know how and how you navigate that family. And obviously, if you're just a couple coming together and you you know you can have those conversations because you'll build your family together. But if you're bringing those families already built together and then it then it also if you have your own family together there's you know there's 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 stepchildren and then you might have another child together so it's you know it's a very important thing to make sure that the children are all treated irrespective of where they fit into the <laughs> where they fit in where they fit in it's 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 really really important you know running as a running a home and running a household but also with regards to, you know, estate planning, and I'm sure, you know, you had a long, I'm sure you had a conversation with Helen about this, about, you know, what each partner's bringing the conversation into the, into the relationship. So it's about, you know, putting, looking at maybe binding financial agreements, which is, you know, sort of talking about what you're bringing into the mix and listing out individual assets and also debts. Um, and then you can go to the, you know, into the next step with, with those agreements of actually how you're going <coughs> to handle household expenses children's expenses you know all those sorts of things um so that's obviously while you're in the in the situation but then obviously it's really important with estate planning to make sure like i mean it's important to review your your wills and your life insurances and all that sort of stuff anytime when there's different when there's a change in your circumstances and a and change in your life events and obviously this is a pretty massive leaving one relationship ending a relationship and then starting a new relationship so obviously when i you know when i when i divorced i actually reviewed my my will and changed it um because it was no longer really relevant um and then obviously when you, if you and then if you go into another relationship it's important to once again have those conversations about well what do we want this to look like to be fair and equitable um 
with our with our with our children, different children, with our estate, with our assets once we once we actually pass away. So it's you know important to navigate it whilst you're in the mix, and then obviously really important once you're, you're gone to make sure that everyone's you know that your wishes for your children are you know as reflected as they possibly can be, which can be complicated when you know when there are blended families. Yeah. So in some cases, people are working with a money coach yep. to help them get to the root of their uh, some of their spending patterns or their yep. their behaviours and perhaps set some goals and then could also work with a financial planner at the same time to help make sure they've got the right uh, wills in place yep. and, and income protection and, and yep. what have you. Yep. So, that- yeah, that's a great, that's a great question, Laura, because I, I don't, I don't um, compete at all with financial planners. Actually, Helen's one of my, my my greatest supporters in my business because I'm not licensed to give advice. So I don't, I don't, you know, I obviously if I wanted to do that, I'd still be a financial planner. Um, but I, I, I very much operate in the space as a as a education, coaching, support, mindset, those sorts of things. So I'm actually not qualified to give any um, financial recommendations or advice around that side of things. So. I work very, very well and compliment um, financial planners and I always joke because I can say this because I was a financial planner. I do, I do a lot of the stuff that they actually don't want to do or don't have time to do. Um, it's, yep. it's, it's very much a separate um, separate thing and I guess, you know, a lot of financial planners are looking at incorporating or having a, a relationship or collaboration with a money coach because just because of, the, you know, those areas and there's, there's a lot of areas that I look at and, and support people on that, financial planners don't necessarily do because it's just mm. not in their it's not in their scope of what they do of their advice um so yeah it's yeah. it's a it's a it's a it's a great relationship and Helen and I've worked um a number of times and with similar couples she does her yes. stuff and I I do my stuff and then we yeah we don't we don't cross over really at all got it Got it. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I, I think I need to get myself a money coach as well. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I, it's so funny. Every time when I when I tell people what I do, they go, "Oh wow, I could definitely, I could definitely use you." So yes, if I had a dollar for everyone, every yeah. time, everyone said, "Oh, this, uh, is, yeah. this is amazing. I want, I want a money coach." So yes, it's it's a really, um, it's a fantastic space to be in because you you just get the opportunity to. And like, you know, and I'm not, I don't have to give investment advice. I don't have to do any of that. I mean, it's obviously, whilst that's very important, a lot of people are at this, particularly at this juncture in their lives with what's going on, they don't, you know, there are some things that need to obviously be looked up with as insurance, life insurances and wills and estate planning and stuff like that. And, and, you know, um, the binding um, parent, child, you know, binding financial agreements and stuff like that. So that's obviously a financial planning, um, estate planning lawyers thing but it's and I I sometimes call myself I'm like a project manager because I've had you know all the experience that I know I can see all the things that need to be looked at and done and so I sort of project manage the thing so with a lot of my clients I'll actually come with them to meetings or I'll, I'll introduce them to um, you know the people that they need to speak to so whether it's a financial planner or an estate planning person or a mortgage broker that needs so I'll sort of and I'll I'll, I'll project manage them and support them through those those relationships and, and that sort of thing so for different levels. You know, some particularly women that are on their own and might have just ended a relationship. I go along with them to the to the meeting, so they've got you know an extra set of ears, ears to support and understand what's going on and, and that sort of thing. So it's um yeah I, I it's like a 
I've, I do see myself as like I do my stuff. I support people in my space, but I can also project man them because I've had, you know, 20 something years experience of, of doing this. So I know, I know also and understand the things to look for and, and I guess, and support people on as well. Let's talk a little bit about some success stories. Yeah. And I'd love to get a bit of a sense of how you might measure success in terms of a, a new client coming to, to see you and uh, you know, what are some examples of positive outcomes that you've seen in your work as a money coach? Yeah. So I guess I, I could probably give you a, a, like a sort of more of a tangible mon- – but it all comes back to mindset actually. So I'll, I'll just give you a couple of examples. So one couple I worked – or one a lady I, I, do, I do predominantly I work with women and, and, and couples, but I, I've got a, a fairly big um, slant to supporting women um, in this space because, once again, with women there's a whole other level of stuff that's going on with them with their money and their relationships with money and, and money mindset. So um, a, a client, she had a, an amazing business in, a, in, the, fi- in, in, in um, the finance industry, actually. If I asked her what her what was going on with her money and her finances in her business, she would have been able to tell me to the cent what was going on. And then we started talking about her personal finances and she did not even know where her mortgage was, um, where mortgage repayments were and stuff like that because um, her husband looked after. She'd absolved all responsibility around the finances, um, you know, and a strong, happy marriage, but they just – and there was some stuff that we had to work through around her mindset and why that was the case and stuff like that. And they got to the point where they actually she was she felt comfortable about um, combining their finances because their finances were separate. They've been married for like twenty years, and then, and and I'm not saying that you need to combine your finances. It's not a one size fits all. It's just this is just in this particular scenario. But the thing is that it gave them absolute clarity of what was going on. And they had they had two children, and basically, and I'm, the husband I've never actually never I never met the husband because they were they were interstate but I'm saying he must be high-fiving me every day because what <laughs> happened is he was he was taking on all the responsibilities of the finances which he didn't want to do um so it was about bringing her up so to bring him down so they can sort of meet in the middle and sort of work together as a team and support each other and what that led to is um their daughter was having some issues at her school um, all that sort of stuff. And because they had that, you know, that total awareness and clarity and understanding of exactly what was going on with their finances from what we worked through, they're in the position to make make a big decision to move her to a private school and and for start at private school. So they would have, and, you know, when um, my client said to me, we would have never been able to do that if she hadn't worked with me and worked through her stuff to enable them to combine their finances um, and, you know, really understand because they just, she, there was no um, understanding of the finances through that. So that was a, that was a really beautiful situation. Um, another client I worked with, um, she was a, she was a, like a absolute rock star in, in her <laughs> work. And, you know, interestingly worked, um, you know, earned more money, but like was just wanted to go and have, to be able to have more empowering conversations with her husband and their financial planner and their accountant and their, you know, sister and stuff like that. And I, we worked through together and that sort of stuff, which was really, really lovely. And she um, she sent me a photo a couple of years later of a, they were actually in Sydney, funnily enough, and that they'd bought, they knew where they wanted to live in Sydney and they were, because of what the work that we'd done together, they were in the situation of to be able to, you know, buy their dream property 
Um, so there was a picture of them with their little two little their baby and their teacher because she had a baby when we were working together, and um, and that they you know in front of a sold sign that they so they'd been able to buy their their property um, of their dreams that they never thought they would have been able to do, but because they, once again they had this full understanding. Um, she did have you know I had to support coach her to have the conversation with her husband about why he'd been working with <laughs> she'd been working with me. So that was the, but it was just it was just a really. It's not to be underestimated and I think people have a lot of fear about understanding what's going on with their money and they don't want to know what's going on and they want to put their head in the sand and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think it's it's the fear of the unknown is usually much more than what is actually happening and it's what's giving us small and, you know, what's keeping us disempowered around money um, from really stepping up and fully stepping into our power and really experience financial freedom and independence and all those sorts of things. So it's a really... Um, yeah, not to be underestimated of really understanding what's going on. And, you know, really, I sort of say, you know, pulling the curtain back and really shining a lot on your finances is is a really massive thing mm. and can have huge benefits. For sure. Very empowering, I imagine. Yes, yes. So uh, we're almost at time here. I'd love to ask what advice you might have for couples who are just beginning to explore the idea of using a money coach perhaps to help them with their blended family finances. Yeah. I think it's, 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 you know, what we've talked about, you know, this morning, talked about through our um, conversation. It's, it's just having someone to support them. It's not, you know, I'm not, I'll always be very open and and, um, honest and say, look, I'm not going to come in and tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'll come in and, and talk to you, understand what's going on and, and really support you to really navigate if there's stuff that needs to still be being sorted out um, and then coming together and actually really going through the, you know, under the, you know, referring them to people if they need to be referred, but sort of making sure that they set up and, and I sort of keep saying putting in these foundations or this baseline of their relationship. Um, and so it's not, and so there's no surprises. So there's no um, left field things coming out and sometimes it's you know it, it's it's just easier to have a person have a third person there to support and navigate those conversations and obviously you know I can go and have individual conversations with each couple as well um, to sort of get understand what where they're coming from and what's been going on for them but I, I think it's it's just really important to have those open and honest and you know and vulnerable conversations um, because there is a lot to there is a lot to bring in there's a you know, I don't like necessarily using the word baggage, but there is there is a lot coming into those, you know, into those relationships and to be able to clear work with someone to support them, to clear them, clear whatever's going on for each person so they don't bring that into their new relationship because sometimes people, you know, do get involved fairly quickly in new relationships. So there are it could be other stuff still going on or you know, other stuff that they, they don't should bring into the, the relationship. So I guess that's um, and from a, and from my perspective, I can see if that's the situation and like support them to to look at that. So it's about having conversations of how they want their their new their new situation because it's a, that's the thing. It's not never try and never assume that it's going to be the same of what it was, good, bad, or you know ugly. But like, but it's 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 building a whole new household or a whole new whole new situation and I think that's really important so you you need, do need to get rid of others get rid of the other stuff to be able to come in and actually and start afresh and start anew without bringing the old 
old baggage in together at the same time. So I think that's, and I can, I very much can support people around that. I can imagine it's quite overwhelming as well when new couples are coming together <laughs> and there's a lot to think about and, and navigate. So I really do see the value in what you've described. Um, where can people go, Melissa, to get in touch yeah. with you and find out more about the world of money coaching? <laughs> well, I've got I've, I've got my um, my website, which is on my business is called Talking Money. Funnily enough, um, so I've got my website, which obviously, hopefully, you'll be able to. I'd love you to share my, the details. So I've got my website, which is Talking Money. Um, I'm on obviously all the social media platforms. Um, look, I'm very happy for people just to reach out and send me an email or give me a call. Um, I do offer a complimentary discovery call. And so I've got, I've, I'll con I can definitely share with you my, my link to book that in. So it's just, a, it's a link that you can just book it into, book it straight into my calendar. Um, it can be done obviously in person or over Zoom. Um, and, um, it's, I just love, so there's obviously no, no, it's complimentary. There's no, there's no cost. It's just, a, it's just an investment of your time to come together and have a conversation. I usually ask a few questions to, to com for them to complete um, beforehand so I've got a bit of an idea of what the what's going on for you and then we'll come together and just have a conversation about you know what's going on for you or if I can um, I'll share how I can support them and we go from there so it's just it's a lovely um, it's a lovely space just to have that conversation um, and I'll, I'll be very upfront of whether I feel like there's 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 a benefit of me supporting them or what where I can support them and that sort of thing of what's going on. But I think it's it's just it's being proactive instead of reactive, I guess. Then you know, if you like smash everything together, hope it all goes well and you know, and then and then other things, other stuff can come up and not be so great. So I think it's just really being proactive and having someone that can support you both. Because I'm sort of kind of Switzerland, <laughs> support you both of what's coming, of what's of what's coming together, and all that you know, and what you'll bring into that, what you need, what you don't, what you need to leave behind, and not bring into the the new um, yeah. the new relationship is um, it's it's it can be yeah a massive massive benefit to to do this mm -hmm. first as opposed mm. to having to do it later and um you know Definitely. chasing your tail yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Melissa. That's been an extremely interesting conversation. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I wish I'd known about you a long time ago. But, That's another um, thing people say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's never too late. Never too oh, late. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, Absolutely not. Very good. All right, Melissa. Well, th thank you again. That's all right. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the In The Blend podcast. The show notes for this episode are available at intheblend.com.au. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and please rate and review in your podcasting app. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn.